It's June 25th, 2017. You're listening to the Fancy Ramen Podcast. I'm Neil. I'm Omake! Cookie. Cookie. And I'm Scott. Yeah, that was a great start. It start- <laughs> started to be a me. bad habit for you, yeah. I, I don't know if we'll have an omake this week. Probably not. The omakes have kind of died. This is going to be a little more omake than usual, isn't it? Well, yeah, that, that's that's kind of the nice thing because, uh, I mean, granted, there's been some news to talk uh, that has happened since E3, but we're not overloaded with shit to talk about like we were last week. But I guess it might be as good a time as any just to say if there's anything you feel like talking about in regards to e3 or games we saw during e3 now is the time to do so otherwise forever rest your forever hold your peace yes thank you cookie you still hype for spider-man should i not be hyped for spider-man now no i'm just seeing if if you're i'm still like i'm still on cloud nine. Oh yeah hyped for spider-man that's really all i want to say <laughs> spider-man's now dead to me until he comes back to life when the game comes out yeah i uh oh yeah that's right you you have that very selective attention span correct <laughs> i i got asked to go see another superhero movie the other day and i'm just like i hate superhero movies please i don't want to waste money on that i was like but segue things i do want to waste money on new spider-man game coming out pretty excited for that what did you get invited to see i got invited to see wonder woman that was like the good one though yeah i i feel like you you may want to go see that or you may seriously need to. yeah that's the top dc movie period <sighs> ever yeah no you gotta unfortunately scott you gotta go see that movie i'm sorry damn I'm so, it i'm sorry to do that to you now you gotta go see it alone <laughs> <laughs> it's probably good that i brought it up no it's not too late i don't think it's too late i could still do it um because i don't think they've gone to go see the movie yet either so because they were so distraught when Scott was like, fuck your movie, guys. The, the best part is when Scott <laughs> goes and sees it, he can be our gauge for whether or not we need to see it, too. I've already seen it. Oh, is it really good, then? Oh, my God, yeah. Okay, then maybe I'll need to go see it. Okay. Yeah. I guess I will go see it. Too yeah. bad I missed the Alamo Drafthouse uh, viewing that was all women. Mm. Man, I miss the Alamo Drafthouse in general. Do you not have one in Montana? No. No, the Alamo Drafthouse is relatively rare as far as like cities that it exists in i could have swore that uh, there are at least a couple dozen uh total right now that granted are, i guess i guess certainly not in towns of with them. populations under a hundred thousand people yeah exactly and with 24 it's not going to be in every state at that point huh no and they can make it work <laughs> we just have to build them on state borders yeah they need to put one right in yellowstone national park then we can share one with wyoming this sounds like a terrible idea when when Yellowstone eventually blows up from the uh, active I mean, volcano below it. But all the businesses that already exist there, you'd say were a terrible idea then, right? Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't move to Yellowstone for that reason. Well, if, if you live in the Midwest, you're already too close, I think, is the issue. You're absolutely right. So the next place I'm moving, I'm going to f- basically figure out a place with the least amount of... Uh, death of natural disasters and also away from strategic points that would eventually get nuked by the russians or chinese so you're staying here neil's moving to antarctica i need to move from here because we have off it and this is like we also have something further out west but there's a base in every state neil but there's going to be a less you may not know about it but there there always is this is because this is pretty middle of the country 
how do we how do we get into that Fallout Four vault? Like the one that doesn't have terrible social experiments. There's one that doesn't? Yeah, there's one single one used as a control, if I'm not mistaken. Or a couple. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that control vault would either be near California or it would be near what, DC? Like on the East Coast? Thus you have so, drowned. You have now yeah, drowned. Yeah, it's it's uh it's You're on the East Coast, I think. It's the one with the geck. Ah, great. All right, you know what? Before uh, before we finish our conversation on E3, uh, I wanted to bring up one game that I, I totally feel bad for missing uh, that was showcased at the Microsoft conference called The Last Night. Get dark. Nope, sorry. Get wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> and that's night, N-I-G-H-T, not night in armor. Real quickly, just wanted to say that this was one that, as far as I can tell, is going to be an Xbox console exclusive, and it does look really cool. It, it will also be on Windows, but yeah, it looks real good. So for those who don't know, I'm going to describe it a little bit because I just kind of looked it up. It's got kind of this, um, is it 8-bit, 16-bit, 24-bit, 32-bit? Yeah, I, I would call it pixel. It's a pixel art side-scroller, back to the future but you're using the neon powers in, um, yeah, the shading and stuff. It it is totally 3D, and the shading is, or maybe 2.5D, I guess you could say. But the shading looks fantastic. I kind of feel like this game is doing pixel in a way that a lot of developers currently ignore or just don't realize is important. Where your backgrounds are actually hyper detailed. And your characters, your sprites aren't necessarily as detailed, but that helps distinguish the two apart from each other. Granted, the hyper detail in the backgrounds, I think, obviously like more than anyone could have done at that point in time, especially when you factor in the lighting and the visual effects. But I'm a sucker for adventure games and uh, adventure slash platformer games. And yeah, it looks looks real cool. I'm a sucker for hookers. I'm really, yeah, I'm really <laughs> glad that you brought this up because... I forgot all about it, but I remember, I think, writing it down on my uh, notable games list when we were doing the E3, like, uh, what, scouting, information gathering? It looks beautiful. It looks really cool. And it's got this, like, I don't know, it, it has the whole futuristic city vibe that's always really fun from an artistic perspective because it's super crowded. And so there's so much that they can do with their pixel art. And uh, I definitely have to give a shout out to Keith because he actually pointed this out to me after we did our Persona 5 spoiler cast, and I was like, oh shit, how did I miss this game? It looks solid. I think everyone saw Spider-Man and just said, fuck it. Yeah, forgot about everything else. <laughs> Anyways, last call on E3. It happens. Yeah, things, things were shown. <laughs> I'm literally deleting it from the docket right now. Bam. Cool. It's gone. So what have you guys been up to? Well, what I've been doing is playing games I've picked up from the Steam Summer Sale, I guess. Um, I've been doing it when I've things. had free time. He's been camping. I almost forgot. How'd you almost <laughs> forget? <laughs> I know, because that was like half of my week last week. I just remember, well, we finished recording and then I was I was told I needed to like pack my shit and get ready to go camping. And I was like, all right, sounds good to me. So in about 15 minutes, I stuffed what was camping materials into a backpack and hit the road Jack. and I camped in a couple couple spots around uh, the Missoula area and uh, went kayaking, used a paddleboard played with a dog 
lit fires, went to a ghost town, all the good stuff, all the good stuff. I have a question. Yeah. How heavily populated was your ghost town? Um, oh, before it became a ghost town? No, no, after it became a ghost town. Are you asking how many ghosts there were? No. <laughs> no. Are you asking how many people were visiting the ghost town? How many people were visiting the ghost town and how many artists were living in the ghost town because it's a ghost town so they can sell their artisanal wares? Oh, actually, there was nobody currently living in the ghost town, though apparently after it became a ghost town, there was someone who decided to run a bar in it for quite a while still. And so they didn't even live there, but they owned a business in the ghost town for a bar. We're still talking like early 1900s, so... Um, like, cause the boom for this ghost town, it was like in, uh, Garnett. And so I think the boom happened late 1896, 97, and then they had pretty much emptied out by like 1910 or 1912 or something. And so someone was like, I'm going to keep running the bar. This'll work. There's no people around, but people will come. Spoilers. No one came. I don't know if anybody came. I didn't read that far ahead. So how many visitors, how many tourists were there? I'd say probably like 30 or 40. Oh, that's actually a pretty good ghost Spread town. out though. Like we didn't, we didn't bump into uh, many people while we were touring around because it was a big enough ghost town. But I mean, like there were a lot of people on the trails to the gold mines that they had. And then there were some people like just checking out different buildings than us at different times. And there were even some people camping nearby. So it was pretty cool. Only reason I ask is because I've been to a ghost town once. It was very heavily populated and very dense. It was in um, Arizona, and it was like, okay, you can't swing a cat without hitting a person. Which makes the whole ghost town vibe kind of dead. So it was ah. basically a tourist attraction? Yes, that's why I asked. That's because there were, a bunch like. of, there were a bunch of like artist shops set up for the ghost town and a bunch of random stuff. There was a, there was a hotel that was on Haunted something or another show that was featured that was inside the ghost town it doesn't matter either way it was stupid Which i'm glad is, you had fun that's probably why there Did were they, that many people there that show aired and died like 15 years ago oh uh, okay so it wasn't like <laughs> ghost adventures where it's the bro guy with the faux hawk holy fuck it was ghost adventures or, never mind that's yeah. still going on, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know. And that's one of the more popular ones, too, which I don't, I don't understand, because that guy's just a fucking dick. If I felt like I had ghosts, I would not want bro force going and screwing with you, my ghosts. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. You've played bro force, right? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Ignoring that connection, I, I, would, I would not mind having Bruce Willis-esque characters and Rambo-esque characters hanging out with my ghosts. <laughs> yeah it'd be cooler than the mohawk dude is what it sounds like sounds sounds like though if i had like a vengeful ghost problem i would want to send some douchey guy after the ghost because <laughs> then the ghost is pissed off with him not me but if you aggravate the ghost like faux leaves at some point in time so now you're just dealing with aggravated ghost <laughs> you think i'm hanging around an angry ghost <laughs> i'm out of there <laughs> This is, I mean, this is all pretty hypothetical because I've got a, a pretty, pretty uh, high level of skepticism for, for any of the supernatural, including ghosts. Right. So this is why you're going to find yourself into like in some situation where you find the perfect house. This is after you, you know, get your six figure job. You find the perfect house and wherever the hell you end up landing. 
and you're like, well, this is great. And the realtor is like, well, it is this low priced because a family was murdered here. And there are some strange things that happen. And you're like, what? That's that's bullshit. I'll take it. Yeah, obviously people are scared of ghosts, dummies. And then I buy the ghost house. I see what you're saying. This could work against me. Right, exactly. I need to respect ghosts more. <laughs> see... You can be skeptical. You just have to respect the possibility of the danger. The other thing, too, is probably I wouldn't buy a house that's rumored to be haunted because that means creaky stairs and all this other shit that I've got to that I've got to fix. You know, <laughs> like, let's say there is no ghost. People are still thinking there's a ghost, which means I've got mold or termites or some other shit I've got to deal with. And that's just as bad as a ghost. Wow. Scott makes that's that's very Prismatic, prismatic, pragmatic, pragmatic of you, Scott. Very <laughs> pragmatic, yes. Yep. Ghost towns <laughs> and ghosts. Yeah. So that's that's what I that's what I did this week before I realized the Steam summer sale has begun and before, started hopping before. in buying a bunch of games. Before we get to that cookie, I hear you have some great news for us. I've been playing Steep. I also became a stockbroker. <laughs> so, so okay, steep, that's the one. Steep ended up working. That's great. You're you're a stockbroker now. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Does that mean you're gonna like help me get in on some inside trading? I don't have the right right thing to give advice. So no, I'm not cool enough. Doesn't he also have to be inside to do insider trading? Yeah, you still need a connection from from Cookie onward. Okay, I, I got an idea. No, totally makes sense. Let me introduce you to Christian Bale. You guys can do some coke together, talk about business cards, and then you're in. I guess at that point, then. Just make sure you don't get killed by Christian Bale. Interesting story, Cleese. I'll be like Sinbad. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I've been, I started re-listening to one of my favorite podcasts called the Myth and Legends podcast. The guy just talks about like myths and legends and one three-part series that he just did was on Sinbad the Sailor. Oh, okay. Okay, not and the comedian. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I forgot he existed. Like, did did Sinbad and Christian Bale have a follow, falling out? He's probably not dead. He's probably enjoying obscurity. Yeah, and I also became a stockbroker. So yay. That's that's a thing. Oh wait, we already said that. And I've been playing Steep, which is it's the crew too. So if you guys saw the trailer for the Crew 2 for E3, it was like, okay, we're racing on cars. Now we're in bikes. Now we're in supercars. Now we're in planes. Now we're in boats. Now we're racing trains, apparently, probably. Maybe. I don't know. There are probably horses in there, too. Steeps like that, but for winter sports. So snowboard, sled, paragliding, wingsuiting, walking, skiing. Snowshoeing? Is that the walking? Nope, just walking. Can you do that Mario 64 belly slide? Unfortunately not. The closest that you can get to the belly slide is to get on a toboggan, a sled, a sled, like a sled sled. You know, those sleds you see that's, in the movies good from back in the me. day? It's actually kind of fun. Mm -hmm. So I really love the freedom of this game. It's boring and not boring at the same time. It's boring in the sense that there's not much to do unless you're purposely scouting out things to do and it's not boring because they quite literally throw you on a mountain and you can choose how to get down the mountain and it's kind of wonderful because you can be like oh i want to go here and then you get dropped off by a helicopter and then you're going down the mountain then you stop and you're like oh man i passed it and it's like 
30 minutes west. So then you just get on your just get in your shoes and you start walking. Or you can also just mm. take a helicopter there where you want it to go. Yeah. It's great kind of. I, I don't I'm 50/50 on it, honestly. First off, you you bought this for the PS4, right? Correct. How much was the game? I think it was 20. 20? Something like that. It was Ooh. on sale. It was before the whatever flash sale is going on right now, but the flash sale before the flash sale. And I was like, mm. oh, I can either get Steep or I can get um, oh, that one game with the redheaded chick who's hunting mechanical dinosaurs. Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Or I can get Horizon Zero Dawn. That game looks really good still. And I almost grabbed Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah. but then I saw that Steep was $10 cheaper. And I was ah. like, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was a good catch because <laughs> even with the Steam Summer Sale that's currently going on. It's still 30 bucks. Exactly. Nice. Speaking of the Steam Summer Sale, what have you guys seen that uh, looks particularly cool, interesting, or that you've already picked up? Neil has not done anything interesting this week. <laughs> I have, although it, it'll be very topical to this stuff. Oh, so. okay. So things that I have picked up since the Steam, stum- Steam, Steam, Steam Summer Sale has started. The Steam Stumble Sale in some <laughs> cases. I just picked up UV4, UV1, Europa, something, something. Oh, you bought Europa Universalis? Yeah. Oh, you bought EU4, yes. Yes, I, I just purchased Europa. I was playing that this morning. Universalis, after hearing you guys talking about it and Neil telling me that if I play with somebody who's spent all the money on the game... I can play all the things that they spent the money on. Yeah, the DLC. Yeah, it's it's such a great thing to have one person who likes the game as, say, a single-player endeavor and will buy the DLCs, and then their friends like me who only play multiplayer can still benefit from that DLC, essentially. Exactly. Or can still experience it, I guess. So I spent a grand total of $9.99 on that game. I, I would recommend... Uh, well maybe after the podcast we should play some so you can get a feel for it and if you don't like it return it that's a good idea i'm just saying because this game is unlike any other 4x game if you haven't played one from paradox before if you do like it though cookie you can join my other sunday tradition which is playing eu4 in the morning before i go to record i'm done with that i missed out on this week but yeah uh, yeah, it's been a fun yeah neil missed out on this week which is probably good because he didn't get drug into a war between essentially Eastern Europe, the Ottomans and the Russians versus all of the much more powerful and rich Western Europe. I have a feeling Things I want to play... Not, not looking good. I want to play as France now and just crush you guys. Oh, I, I would invite you to play France because I think we can beat you if, if you're controlling the country. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's, that's probably um, true. Fran- France needs a handicap, Neil. Please play France. <laughs> So what what else have you you picked up over Uh, over the sale? I got into contact with Scott recently because when the Steam Summer Sale started, I kind of noticed Tabletop Simulator and I knew Scott was talking about it. And I was like, huh, that does seem interesting. And a lot of people talk about it. And I do like tabletop games. And then I saw that it works on the Vive. And I was (laughs) like, holy fuck. Then I I said, Scott, do, do you think we can play Tabletop Simulator together? but I can be in the room. And Scott says he thinks that's true. Maybe, possibly. I, I do think that's true. It seems it seems like it is because when I was telling Cookie, um, since I already own Tabletop Simulator, I'm pretty sure it's already organized in um, my like library on Steam. 
both as just a regular game and as a VR game. Because you can't buy like a VR version of it, as far as I'm aware. You just buy that version. So worst case so, scenario, if if the VR and non-VR are like not compatible together, he'd still be able to play on the desktop version with us. Yeah, exactly. We can still flip tables together. What do you guys play? I don't have it yet, oh, but now that you've picked it up too, I will probably buy it and play whatever. What do you play, Cookie, Scott? you can play whatever there's a mod for. I, I used to play Secret Hitler on it before it came out in a actual physical edition. Um, but I've played like chess with it. I've played cards. It's it's great. It's honestly a, a really, really cool thing. I've even seen that that you can implement or utilize it for like building your own D&D campaign kind of stuff. It's super versatile. If If there's a board game equivalent, that or if there is a board game that you can imagine and there's a mod for it, you can play it. I can play the Cones of Dunshire. Um, I mean, if someone built the game, yeah, I haven't looked for that mod. There's a there's a Kickstarter for it. It's like is there? It's Sweet. like five hundred dollars for the box. For the box, oh, Jesus, that's more expensive than Dark Souls. Holy shit, we could we could potentially play Dark Souls when that <laughs> mod gets made. As soon as I saw the Steam summer sale was going on, I went to my wish list and looked through on what I had in there to see if there was any good deals. And there actually were. There were quite a few. Um, Dishonored 2, I forgot to pick it up the last time it was on sale. And I think I ended up paying... No, I paid the same for it. I believe it was $20 during the last sale and this sale. It was $20 again, with the original price being 40 so 50% off discount. And so I played the first three chapters when they had like that demo or trial period available. And now I'm just trying to make it back to where I was at when I tried it for the demo. That game's so pretty. It is so good looking. It's got that just kind of watercolor, or not watercolor, sorry, like oil painting style graphics that just looks so gorgeous. So Scott, quick question. I'm, Dishonored yes. 2 or your girlfriend? <laughs> Oh, oh man, <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm actually not in hot water. <laughs> I depending on the time of day, I guess. Yeah, that would be it's it's pretty fifty fifty. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dishonored two is real good, real <laughs> good. But I also like my girlfriend quite a bit. She's great too. <laughs> She's great, I guess. Do you think the story in Dishonored 2 is uh, as good as the first Um, so far? Since I'm not far enough in, it's hard to say. It's a little confusing because in Dishonored's DLCs, if I remember correctly, the main antagonist in Dishonored 2... Yeah, no, I, I remember now. I'm right. The main antagonist in Dishonored 2, you actually deal with, you eliminate that main antagonist in the DLC... Um, the Knife of Dunwall and then the Brigmore, which is the second DLC. And that character is Delilah. And she's a really interesting character. Like She made a great antagonist and I guess villain for when you played Dowd in the DLCs for Dishonored. But since she's back in 2, it kind of made my progress or what I did in Dishonored's uh, DLCs for Dowd seem, I don't know, like there hasn't been a lore explanation yet for um, whether the DLCs were just like something that could have happened and didn't, or if they do have like a canon to some of the outcomes for the DLCs. And then, you know, I'll find out how 
even though I eliminated Delilah earlier, she came back into this second game. So I don't know. I'm a little confused about the story, but otherwise, um, it's pretty good. It's it's compelling so far, and it's got a really really great setting and location. It's very like uh, mm, I don't know. It's it's kind of like Spain or Morocco right now where I'm at. Just this seaside. Um, kind of island that's very bright and sunny and it, it's got you know mountains and all this this beautiful environment to kind of stare off into in the distance so uh, I'm just I'm loving this game as far as gameplay everything they did about it they cleaned it up and made it better um, I have no no complaints about the gameplay it is as like fluid and solid as it could possibly be um, and I'd say the one thing that I was annoyed at at first, I've gotten used to, but they had a lot more like voice dialogue for your protagonist, whether you play Emily or as uh, Corvo. And at first I didn't like it, but actually I do kind of like the added like flavor um, or like character perspective because it's not an RPG where you're playing, you know, some role that you determine you are playing a fixed character and I, I guess it adds some personality that I, I like now, but I found a little off-putting when I first started the game. And what other games have you picked up? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I just did a big word dump and then had to had to like still myself from my excitement. Um, I also picked up Hollow Knight, which is just gorgeous. I, I'm thinking of it as kind of like a... Uh, Dark Souls plus Bugs plus Metroidvania style gameplay. It's gorgeous. It looks really good. It's as pretty as uh, Child of Light was when that came out. Yeah, that's true. I <laughs> I hope I've given Cookie enough time to figure out his other game. Um, oh, he doesn't care. That he purchased. He doesn't uh, care. <laughs> what do you mean he doesn't care? About what other game he picked up. He's forgotten and it's dead to him now. Oh, you're talking in the third. I get oh. you. <laughs> yeah, he is talking in the third person. So, I was confused too. I was like, no, I'm very excited about my games. I wouldn't like to talk about Hollow Knight too much only because I haven't played very much. I fought maybe, I think I fought one to two bosses and they were very fun and I like everything about it so far, but I can tell that I'm very, very early into the game. Um, so there's not much I can say without getting some some greater ideas at, at how the game's going to play as a whole. Like, I just got my first special ability, I guess. And it seems to me from the trailer and kind of how the environment's laid out that I'm going to be getting a lot more special abilities. So I'm not familiar with one of probably the core mechanics yet. Mm, other Steam games you want to hear about? I just put down a little list of stuff that's... Uh, that's on sale that's worth checking out yeah we, we can bring up how the long dark is back on sale it's much the chagrin of their fan base that posts to the long dark subreddit which is honestly one of my favorite subreddits now but those guys like to whine about a lot of stuff and i get it like there's plenty of things to whine about but if one of them is complaining that the game is on sale because the developers said it wasn't going to be on sale again before the release of the story mode I'm not sure I completely understand the complaint. It's just one of those things like if they want to go ahead and, and market their game on sale again to try and build a little bit more hype or user base right before they release, that's fine. But ultimately, they're offering the game at a discount. And so they're losing more money than if they would have made the game, you know, 
very appealing and interesting and, and sold it at the at the regular price. So I don't know. I don't, I don't see how, how people can get too upset about about a game being available on sale unexpectedly. Because it's their game. It's their game, Scott. It, it's kind of like the whole, you know, we had to buy it at a higher price and we're mad now, boo, even though it was years ago sort of thing, I'm sure. It's also maybe yeah, a bit of that exclusive feeling or inclusive feeling that no longer feels inclusive or exclusive, whatever one actually applies to this. Yeah, I, I don't know. The sale's still not as good as, say, I picked it up on. Um, when I bought it, it was uh, $10, and now it's $14 uh, from the or from now the total price, uh, which was $20 to thirty four ninety nine. So I, you're, you're paying about $4 extra to make up for the $15 price hike that, that occurred not too long ago. The game's awesome. Honestly, I, I could see myself even paying $30 for it at this point. So I'm not too... I don't know. I'm not too sour about the, the price climb. I, I can see myself playing a lot of it still. So you're going to buy it for me as a Steam gift? <laughs> if you want to play this game, I will buy it for you. I Now you don't have to. No, no. Oh, man, it's so good. I'd, I'd totally share the love, Cookie. You just let me know. But yeah, that that's a good deal. I think it's worth it, especially if you're interested in survival games, first-person survival games. It's probably the best one I've played in a very long time. And it's still an alpha, so I mean, it's ideally only going to get better. And they just had an update, so a bunch of stuff got kind of polished and cleaned up. Do we have there moose? There were some things that they... We don't have moose. Fuck. No, it's it's too bad. But who knows? We can always we can always hope that that moose come come at a later date. But they just had their faithful cartographer update, so they added maps and they added stone throwing, which was really nice. And uh, you, they you did a couple throw other a stone things. Before I, you couldn't, you couldn't cast the first no, stone. No, you couldn't. You can now. You can throw a stone, stun a rabbit, and then break its neck, or just mercifully release it. But then the question persists: Why did you throw the rock at the rabbit? In the first <laughs> well, place? because the rabbit is a heathen, and you needed to cast the first stone. Correct. <laughs> you need to show that rabbit who's boss, and to and to get off your get off your lawn. Um, <laughs> to shake your fist, yeah, it won't come back. <laughs> the phantom pain is sixteen bucks right now. Uh, normally it's only 20 bucks so it's it's like a 20 percent discount but if you got a you know computer that can run it pretty well i feel like that's a deal worth taking is that the metal gear solid game yeah the the final metal, metal gear, gear solid, solid 5 game. yeah oh. the ultimate sandbox it, at it, least from metal gear solid it quite in, in my mind uh despite the flaws and so forth if you told me I could play this game for sixteen bucks at some point in the future, like that would have killed me. Uh, granted, we we've seen the price cut to twenty dollars before, so it's it's not as big a deal. But still, if you haven't played Phantom Pain, sixteen dollars is not much to sacrifice to get arguably one of the best shooters, That's, third person shooters in the last ten years. How hard are you arguing? From just a mechanical standpoint, very hard. That game is super fun. Yeah, I mean, okay, sure. Wouldn't you say that this is like a this is a good indie game price for a really good AAA game title? Yeah, really good. You know, like you can, you can say the story does not deliver. I didn't like the gameplay. Really? How? Like I didn't play the Phantom Pain, but I played the prequel, Ground Zeroes. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm 
I'm over it. Which I'm I'm still kind of surprised. I I I would personally say Phantom Pain plays better than Ground Zeroes, but I still enjoyed Ground Zeroes a lot. Yeah. Are Are you sure you're not just angry with Ground Zeroes? Seemingly short as hell. I didn't beat chap- it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't that's, beat it. That's impressive. <laughs> I got into the facility. I did a few things. I was like, uh, I'm over it. Speaking of like what I would consider must plays, uh, Scott, you also have Firewatch on your list, and that's more than fifty percent off. Yeah, it's fifty five percent off, so it's nine dollars when it's originally twenty. Um, I haven't played Firewatch. You said Firewatch was a really big deal to you. You like that game a lot. Yeah. So I'm I'm still kind of weighing whether I I buy it or not. It it looks really cool, and I've only heard good things. So. Uh, ten dollars to put towards a game that I've gotten a lot of good feedback on isn't isn't too much of a risk to take. I would and then I have spin tires on there. Oh, oh go and, ahead. Uh, I, I'd personally say that uh, if you don't necessarily feel the urge to play it right now, just hold off and see if it goes on sale again at some point because I think this game will age fairly well. That's good to hear. Yeah. What is spin tires? <laughs> I don't even know, man. Spin Spin Tires is is a vehicle game that Jared, um, one of our friends, just absolutely adores. For yeah. a while, when he was talking about games he was playing, there was there was plenty going on, but the only thing that mattered to Jared was Spin Tires. Five episodes or so, he was his game topic was Spin Tires uh, for yeah, Fetch Quest podcast. Just, so. You could say that he was partially the reason that Fetch Quest derailed itself. <laughs> <laughs> you mean partially the reason that Fetch Quest was stuck in the mud? Ooh. Because no one else can see it. Cookie is just looking at pictures with this look of dumbfoundedness. And now he's starting to crack up a bit. <laughs> the fuck? Do, do you like the idea of pulling other people out of the mud? Using, you know, like a chain or a hitch. I don't understand white people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Man, you just you just got to watch the promo videos for this because it's even better because it's just a bunch of shots like covering large trucks from different angles as they <laughs> drive through trees and rocks and mud. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> and they move logs and they tow shit, and then they just get stuck in more mud. You can you can have the General Lee, apparently, in yep. this game. Nice little call out to Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, there's, there's all sorts of big truck options. <laughs> but yeah, Cookie, so this might be your kind of game right here. You got, you got vehicles that have up to like eight to ten wheels. I don't know, man. I was kind of looking at the Car Mechanic Simulator 2015. Mm-hmm. Now that... Now that looks like a game that exists. <laughs> I'm just saying spin tires is 75% off, so it's 7.49 when it's originally a $30 game and it has very positive reviews. Oh, speaking of very positive reviews, I never got to check it out, but somebody want to check out the reviews for uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 for me? Oh yeah, no, they tanked. They tanked. Yeah. Um I think they went to mixed if I remember correctly. And that has to do with the fact that uh their parent company, Take Two, said cease and desist to the number one modding program for single player mods. 
Here we go. I've got it pulled up on Steam right now. And the recent says overwhelmingly negative. 13% of the 55,094 user reviews in the last 30 days are positive. And overall now is mixed. So only 63% of the 245,000 and almost 700 user reviews for this game are positive. Is that... They got tanked here. Is, Is that also in the Steam Summer Sale? And how much is it? It's uh, $30 right now, 50% off. I, I shouldn't be surprised because I've seen games go real bad as like knee-jerk reactions from like the Steam community, but I don't think I've ever seen overwhelmingly negative before. Oh my God, they're not yeah. happy because they're just like, dude, we do this, we have fun. This modding thing has been going on for years now since, when did this game first come out? This came out in 2015. Yeah. So, for Steam, at least. And so, I think it... Did it come out for computer at the same time as the consoles? No, nah, there was nah. a delay, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was but a little late. It's it's yeah. not like you could mod the PS4 system at least as easily. Yeah. Or PS4, PS3 version, whatever the hell. Right. So, yeah, so, so people have been modding this game for two years and enjoying the hell out of themselves and like coming up with great creations and stuff. And now, take two... Turn two? Take two. Take two. Take two is just like, oh yeah, no, no, don't, don't do that. Stop. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we've noticed your shenanigans. Stop. <laughs> Maybe this will motivate them to actually making some single player content again. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I'm, I'm not going to go through my entire wish list because I think I have maybe something like 40, 50 games and they're all on sale. On a wish list? Yeah. I don't even got a wish list. I, I'm going to double check now. I, again, I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, I didn't know that there were that many versions of Hatuful Boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's actually not on my wish list. Uh, I have 41 oh, games. That's funny. And I count two, three, three, four, four games that are not on sale. What are those four games? Just out of curiosity. Well, actually, and that that's the thing. Um, those are the games you've actually been wanting? They're not on sale on the wish list but when i go into the game store itself they're on sale so that would be kingdom kingdom colon classic i don't think that's actually the real title i think it's just kingdom uh, and that's on sale for 449 when it's normally 15 dollars. i don't know why it doesn't say it's sale on my wish list and dark souls prepare to die uh which is not on sale it's still 20 dollars Valkyria Chronicles, which I've been really, I've really wanted to pick this game up again. Uh, I've got it for PS3. I wish I could gift it to you from my library because I'm not going to play it again. I I want I just I want to take light of World War II again. <laughs> that's how I feel about that game. That that's not on sale, but basically everything else is. Um, some of the highlights I would say, this is the police is on sale for probably something like half price. I I don't have it handy, but that game. It has turned out to be much better than I expected it to be. It's a so it's not just a police simulator shooting black people. You know, actually, <laughs> actually, I'll I'll touch base on the racism thing for a second. Uh, but the premise of this is the police is that you're a police chief that is going to get fired or like basically oh, the mayor. Good. Yeah, the mayor has put in your resignation and you'll be out of a job in a uh, 180 days. You need to come up with a retirement fund by then because you're apparently the only honest police chief ever. 
and you don't have a whole lot of pocket money from you know shady deals and shit so in this game it, it certainly pushes that idea forward though that you can do some shady shit to get that money or you can try and be virtuous and so forth i don't want to get too far into it because i did start recording some videos for it and i'm trying to be you know i'm, I'm trying to do things the right way and i have a feeling i'm going to fail miserably because of it but a couple days in i had a request or something show up on uh on like my, my overview as you'll call it and basically in the city there is a super racist group or organization and they were basically saying I needed to fire all of my black officers and detectives. And like the game takes place at some point, like a few decades ago. So it's not, you, you know, it, it's not like completely unfounded and it certainly feel it's like it was pushing right. that motive. And I'm just like, there's no way I'm doing that for one. That's fucking racist <laughs> for the other thing. Like I have some awesome black detectives and like uh and police officers like if i get rid of all of them not to mention the fact that i would have to fire them illegally because i have no cause to fire them because that's a thing uh i would lose like the best people on my staff like i'm i can't do that to myself uh but that that game is turning out to be amazing for people that like simulators and uh so uh this past week I don't recall exactly when it, it was uh, last Monday, I believe darkest dungeons crimson court DLC came out. That game's real fucking good. If you guys haven't already played darkest dungeon, check it out this particular one and, and any changes they've made so far. This is kind of my first foray back into darkest dungeon since it basically really uh, came out from early access. Uh, the game's really getting back to being a good balance where, you know, you play in the regular difficulty uh, I've done maybe three or four adventures. I have like three people dead already. Feels feels bad in a good way. Feels challenging. This game hurts my heart too much. Can't play it. Did you play more of it? A little bit. You have people die, I take it? So I, I'm going to be doing a, a playthrough with every one of us in it. And so yeah, you'll have to pick your class a little later, Cookie. Uh, .hackgu is getting a remake uh, I believe it's the last recode will be the subtitle for it. And it's good timing considering this is a CyberConnect 2 project. And they were just recently dismissed over the Final Fantasy VII remake. Because they finished it. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> they finished their part. <laughs> I'm about to say, so question. Do we know why they got dismissed? And does it make you nervous that they got dismissed? Since now they're doing a completely different remake of a game that's probably never going to come out? This, I don't think, will be nearly as grueling. And I don't believe we have any concrete evidence, but if you remember, that news dropped basically a couple days or a week after Square Enix was saying, hey, we're going to focus on our core franchises. They also got rid of uh, IO Interactive at that point, or we're in the process of giving them independence, which I think, did we bring that up last week? I don't know, but that's important to point out to you. It has been brought up, yeah. So I, I'm assuming at that point, as they're trying to return their focus to core franchises, i.e. Final Fantasy, that it seemed like a given that they would want to actually have their hands developing that game more so than having a third company do it, a third-party company. CyberConnect 2's made some amazing games. Like? And, uh, well, and you. Obviously, why else would you remake it? No, uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Uh, did they not? Did they do God Hand as well? I'm trying to think if they did or not. Uh, but they also did. I, I'm I'm completely blanking. But it was the anime as hell game where you're like a 
where you're a god or a god-ish figure and then you get that uh, betrayed like your family gets killed and they put that Are on you. Are you talking about Asura's Wrath? Yeah, or... that's, they made that game. Oh, Holy shit. fuck, they made all they the Shippuden games. They did do Asura's Wrath. Yep, yep. Oh, man. They did make those dumpster fires called Naruto. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But, they made JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle. Yeah, my, my, my bias against the Naruto games, I know there are a handful that are pretty solid. Like, they have a really good track record. I've actually beaten them all. I actually go out of my way now to when a new one comes out rent it and beat it and return it they're short they're fighting games yeah yeah exactly but yeah good Mm -hmm. games next point call of duty modern warfare remastered will be sold separately soon Um, barf yeah is it it too late it seems like it's too late it's too expensive yeah way too much to pay for forty dollars i can literally buy the good like the call of duty infinite warfare mass modern warfare for mastered remastered version yeah that bundle i can buy that for thirty dollars <sighs> that's dumb that's real dumb yeah it's forty dollars yeah nah nah it's uh, nothing's happening with that in saturn news project rap rabbit did not meet its kickstarter goal i'm not surprised sad yeah they were asking for a million dollars it's a lot for that for like a, a rhythm game for a rhythm game that we didn't even get to see like anything knew nothing about yeah they did show some more substantial footage like over the last week or so of their kickstarter but as a whole it seemed like that kickstarter campaign was not managed well not at all yeah well it also seems like that idea isn't backed as heartily as they anticipated either there might just not be a market for that right now unfortunately not rest in peace rhythm games hmm so there's also a new Fire Pro Wrestling game coming out in July for PC, Fire Pro Wrestling World. If you guys aren't familiar with the uh, with this series, the game basically looks exactly like every other game in the series, with the exception that this time they kind of use some weird like pixel smoothing graphics, like what you can use in your Super Nintendo emulator to make it look less pixely and more gross. Looks bad. This looks fun. Really? Maybe. No, but let, let me let me throw it out there. This series is awesome. Like you can spend hours upon hours customizing your 2D wrestler and his move set and every small fine feature. It it is the perfect wrestling at least 2D engine. But man, like I I can't get over their their bridge into smoothed pixel technology or whatever you want to call that because it doesn't look good to me. No, no, sorry. They no, do it, look super it, ugly. It looks bad but it looks fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 2D wrestling? That's where it's at. A Rocket League tournament will air on NBC Sports. So what do you guys think of uh, Sony? Sony's cross-play, or? Yeah, since that's the thing that, like, sparked everything when Rocket League was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be on Switch. You can play with people that are playing on Xbox, PC, and Switch. <laughs> I, I listened, or I, I, sh- I should say, I read the response or the reasoning behind it. And part of me thinks it's bullshit that there's some other reason. Like it's partly just to try and get, try and attack like Xbox sales. But they also bring up a good point. Do you really want to expose your online community? Because they're referring to it in Minecraft specifically in the article I read. Do you want to, do you want to expose your online community full of kids to Xbox Live? (laughs) 
Xbox Live is that big of a deal that Sony has decided to avoid any cross-platform play entirely. So I'll say it's not nearly as bad on PlayStation, mainly because everyone just sticks in their own corner. But it's still kind of bad on PlayStation. Well, right, but but we on this podcast have talked about how bad Xbox Oh, it's is, the worst. So. It's I haven't been in that community since the 360, but it's the worst. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, when, when I read that, part of me was like, yeah, okay. I, I kind of understand now. Having played League of Legends for like five years, I kind of get what they're trying to say. I know what a toxic community is, but like... <laughs> But you can do that with just certain things with like, okay, crossplay works, but we're not going to have any kind of like chat functionality. Yeah. Yeah. Take out the audio, especially for Rocket League. You can, you can shit talk with the, uh, the directional controller commands with that D pad and that's fine. Like at least no one's telling me to kill myself. They just say, what a save when I screw up. Like, (laughs) I can handle that a little bit better. (laughs) I actually think it's really funny uh, the, like, ways that people get around uh, fixed dialogue or uh, fixed communication options in games to shit talk because it's the same thing in Dark Souls. Like, you have a repertoire of just gestures that you can do. And so if you want to shit talk somebody, you at least have to be a little creative and funny (laughs) with it, which makes the impact, like, it makes me feel less bad. It honestly often makes me laugh when I get shit talked like that because it's just just unexpectedly funny that they have to take that route if they really want to make me feel bad about something. The limitations that Dark Souls imposes upon chat or communication... I feel like empower the game f- further. Uh, what what are those voice those voice items that you throw or drop? Hello. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. Uh, so sp- Thank speaking you. of speaking of competitive airing esports or gaming, um, Summoners Summoners War just had their first World Arena Invitational tournament. Was that that iOS game? Yeah, that you might have seen on Twitch recently. It was a shit fest. <laughs> like, I, I know a lot of uh, a lot of like the YouTubers and streamers for Summoners War are like really talking up the event as being successful, and I'm sure it was from a financial standpoint. But the production was shit across so many levels. They they haven't built a client to view these games properly. So what we saw on the screens or like uh, over the stream was basically one of the player's games, like game screens, which, okay, so far so good. But in order to allow viewers to see what the other player had for moves, they just took their screen and moved it in so their bottom their bottom half of the screen was visible to see their attack icons. And then they would slide it back out when it wasn't their turn. So you would see the screen slide in and out, kind of like you're just moving it in OBS. It looked shitty. What? Yeah, exactly. That what? that confusion. But Superimposed iPad screens on your stream is all I'm saying. Not to mention, too, they forced <laughs> they forced everyone, it seemed like, every participant to wear the same sponsored outfit. So everyone's wearing these god-awful 
bright orange jerseys and i'm like this is what's gonna happen in the in the future for prisons like you are wearing future prison outfits (laughs) (laughs) i i sentence you to 15 years summoner's war (laughs) you must fall And, and and so like at the end of one of the matches like i could only get through one match and at the end of it they had the loser go through one of the solo things like they they call it running giants but you just go through a solo dungeon and everyone's like yeah he cleared it in 60 seconds oh my gosh and i'm just but he lost yeah i know i i don't know man okay it's fucking weird <laughs> okay poke uh pokemon go there's a new gym so they recently took out their gym system for like 3 days and then reorganized it Scott, did you did you get in the Go fandom? I'm too busy trying to get my Magikarp to jump to the moon. I uh, <laughs> I I played Pokemon Go for a while, and then I was like, God, this isn't for me because it's eating my battery to death. And then I went ahead and switched over to Fire Emblem Heroes when it came out. And then I never rolled a Takumi after like saving up a hundred summoning orbs. So I I ditched that and I'm still still just focusing on that Magikarp jump. I like your I like That's your That's the only show. Pokemon that matters to me. Yeah. I, I stick it out. I give it I give it one. I I give it one game at a time on my phone. No, I like it. I like it. I just wanted to kind of mention that. Yeah, this is still going on apparently. What's the new gym system? There are badges. There's some other things that happened. Oh, damn. Badges. Yeah. So there's actually like gym badges. They've got raids now. What? The fighting system's Holy been shit. updated. It's like they decided to make the game good. It's like they decided to make a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say anything. I haven't played Pokemon Go ever. Yeah. Diablo 3 has a new class, or is this coming out on Tuesday? Ah. Super stoked. The, the Necromancer. Necromancer. Uh, a fan favorite the from the old games. The only one I ever played in Diablo 2. Exactly. So now it's finally in Diablo, going to be in Diablo 3 next week. I think it's going to be 20 bucks, which mean, I'm fine with that. You mean for the DLC? Yeah, it's DLC. For one class? Mm-hmm. But they're integrating it in such a way that's the same as when they put the Templar in? Templar. I think it was, yeah, the Templar. Whatever his name is. Paladin? Templar. Doesn't matter. So basically, they're integrating it in such a way that it's seamless to the game itself. So even if you play the story mode, the necromancer is going to make sense in that world as a playable character. Like he's been in there since the very beginning is what they say it's going to be like at least. All I know is that me and all my friends are all running necromancers and we're just going to have a big party of four just necromancers. Wait, is Diablo 3 not on Steam? It's Diablo. It's it's a Blizzard game. Ah, yeah, Daniel. Blizzard, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. No, Steam's Valve and Blizzard has their own uh, client for all their games. Battle, yeah, Battle Blizzard Net. Entertainment or whatever. Battle.net, that's right. I, yeah. I don't know why I, sh- I don't know this when I've played Heroes of the Storm and <coughs> Overwatch, but... Battle.net. Yeah. I just know it's that weird, like... Uh, it's that other client that you're forced to have on your icon. computer. Exactly. I on next, top of origin Steam. yeah next to origin <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah in that folder that you keep in 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 like uh the back of your computer <laughs> steam's got that desktop position and then every once in a while when you feel like playing those other games you open up your files and start digging around 
I, I don't know how we can talk shit on Origin and not the Windows Xbox feature. Like, I, I feel like that's just as cumbersome. Well, it's, but that's a little more tucked away. And honestly, you're only playing it's that. It's so for... tucked away. I forget I even have it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Poor Halo Forge. Yeah. Seriously, though, I kind of want to watch uh, Yoshihiko and the Demon King's Castle with you guys. Right. That's, that's right. Uh, th- this is like a parody on fantasy. Uh, for those of you that do not have our access to like access to our Slack, this is a parody on like the fantasy genre, a live action TV series in Japan. Um, that seems really good so far from the clip I I watched. It's um Monty Python, but Japanese. Quest for the Holy Grail specifically. Yes, Monty Python. Yeah, not to be mistaken with uh, uh like the more modern contemporary Monty Python themed. Uh, humor but yeah uh, i i would be down with watching it i i would say that uh it's not an anime i'm sorry no 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 no. that, that that's that's perfectly fine i'm down with watching it do we want to schedule like i mean do you know how many episodes there are 12 12 i'm assuming 25 minute ish just like usual do we want to schedule 28 24 28 24 okay do we want to schedule the first th- three or four episodes for next week Okay, is it three or is it four? That it's up, they both divide twelve in an even <laughs> even fashion. We'll do four because I'm on episode do three the, right now. Do the smaller chunk, yeah. Okay, so we'll do three. Three. Okay, so the first three episodes of the show. Can you read it for me, Cookie? Because I I don't have a handy. It's a drama. Uh, you show Yoshihiko to Mao no Shiro are you can. Also find it, Yoshihiko. Under the hero Yoshihiko in the Demon King's Castle. Correct. Or you can find it at the bottom of our YouTube video or within the uh, the show notes on the podcast feed. I'm currently watching on KissAsian.com. KissAsian.com. Not questionable at <laughs> all. <laughs> Don't let your wife find it. <laughs> It's under the drama section. <laughs> well, speaking of podcast feeds and whatnot, uh, thank you all very much for listening. If you would like to contact us, you can do so at podcast at fancyramen.com. Also, look for us on YouTube and feel free to subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. He just completely skipped over the Facebook word. Did uh, I look for us on Facebook? Did I not say that? You said YouTube. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Find us on YouTube. <laughs> Find us on Facebook. Find us at fancyramen.com. I promise that the Facebook page will be updated soon. One of these days. Yep. One of these days. It's just one of those days. Just shake your fist at them. They won't come back. Where the hell are we going with this? Um, I think we're talking about um, something about... Oh, wait. Is this Dementia Cookie? Oh, Dementia Cookie. Oh, yeah. Cookie, back yeah. in my day. Oh, there was this time when this kid... <laughs> Oh, Marky!